Welcome back to Real Mind. Real this time. The, the real attempt. We uh, tried to do it, and uh, I am not. It's uh, Andrew's fault. It's Andrew's fault. Yeah. He wasn't here, and he usually runs this, and I'm not as uh, proficient in it. But uh, I'll take the blame because I bought him. So bought, bought him what? I, I own him now. Oh, I acquired that's right. Him. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's so his, his, his. I I'll take the blame for it because it's so partially. We, and we went over Star Trek. Uh, yeah, we went over basically. The yeah, like it's it was twenty five minutes of Henry talking about board games and Warhammer yeah, Witcher, and The Witcher. EA, and and uh, we were if, just about to get into and actual I, video games. And I'm Ben, joined by uh, Kevin and Anthony. Yep, <laughs> and, I know Andrew and, because it's really weird that the uh, microphone recorder is in Korean. Maybe yeah. that was the that's, first that's, mistake. That's that, why. Yeah, that's, that's why. That's why I did that. It doesn't Koreans. make any sense. And then Kevin was well, uh, and on Andrew a long diatribe story about uh, the Witcher. Uh, yes, and what he's been playing. Getting yes. to it, it turned into a uh, great conversation about the Witcher because I watched the Witcher. But um, <laughs> so the reason I brought that up and the reason I talked about Scythe the board game that I oh played. yeah he brought up scythe it's because i watched videos with henry cavill and he talked about he's like my favorite games are the total war games and i was like yeah he loves total war i was like i played those games before and so i've had shogun 2 total war on steam since probably it mm. came out mm. um jumped back into that game and it's funny because when i was younger and i played total war i wasn't a big fan of like the campaign stuff i just wanted to fight like the battles but I think after playing like Scythe and the fact that I'm older now, I actually enjoy the campaign aspect of it. Yeah, a lot a lot of people actually like the big outview mm-hmm. part of Warhammer. And the battle is fun in certain aspects, like siege battles or your first open. But a lot of times uh, people will uh, auto-resolve if they're... Uh, yeah. in certain battles just because the battles can take so long but the thing is you, you got to be careful i don't know how it is in shogun because mm-hmm. i've only played the total war warhammer games even if it seems like you're probably gonna win you can take massive damage from it's like, it's like risk it's 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 tough it's a dangerous path to, to auto it's it's pretty reasonable in shogun like if there is a number one if there's like a, a real battle that's about to happen i always play the yeah. Battle. yeah yeah but if you do an auto resolve where you have a full stack of units, like 20 units against one, you auto resolve and you most of the time take zero losses. Mm. And I do that every time because I'm not going to play. It, it's a waste of time. It's uh, Unless it's like I can just it's a siege battle and I can just take all my archers up to the wall and just like <laughs> shoot them for like 20 minutes. fast. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's the other reason I got back into it, because I'm excited to play Warhammer 3 when it comes out because i i've never played the warhammer games i'm like the opposite of you where i started with rome and then medieval and then shogun 2 and then i stopped but i'm excited to play because warhammer 3 is going to be on game pass um which and it comes out on the 17th yeah like next week so yeah. it's like uh i was kind of getting ready for that but i played uh ben saw all the achievements i got because i played <laughs> i had a campaign that i had started a long time ago that I jumped back in and it was like the, the archer guys mm-hmm. and I uh, got in and finished that to the point where like the entire continent is my clan and there's nobody left. <laughs> so I was like, well, I can't really keep playing this cause there's no one left. And then I did. All the, alone. Yeah. And then I did a second campaign and I was contemplating. I might start up a third one with like the, the cavalry guys. Cause I want to play each faction has like a different 
specialty. No, you're going to love Warhammer. I can't wait. Because it's, yeah. yeah, each faction, and there's factions within factions that play differently. And the thing about Warhammer is there's it, you can go so deep into DLC. I want it, like, they, they literally released DLC Lords for Warhammer 2, like, a month ago mm. if that maybe even less because they're they're different time periods oh, um, okay in between like there's some come carryover from warhammer one to warhammer two as far as like certain lords this one is in a completely different area of warhammer lore um like you're starting to introduce uh like the circus people which i can't remember the name off the circus top of my head people. yeah they're like there's they're this um so basically, in Warhammer, people, they base people, the they base certain races and people off of like areas and time periods. Oh, okay. And you may actually like Warhammer three because there's one um, race, if I remember correctly, is based off of like Shogun era. And, oh, cool! And that's okay. not something like Asian descent has not been something that's represented in Warhammer up mm-hmm. to this point. Um, but like in the second one, there's like Norse Viking people. But then the the Viking the Circus clan is like based off of like Ukraine with bears and like they're oh, the okay. circus people and they ride bears into battle and they do all this stuff. So they kind of like base certain um, people off of like certain entities of like, here's the people that represent Rome. Here's the people that represent Greek. Here's the people, but viewed through a fantasy lens. And obviously mm-hmm. you have yeah. your, your dwarves and your elves. And, but this one's different because Warhammer one and two, there was a lot of dwarf elf, um, orc focus, but in this one, it's more chaos god focus. Like the That's big what I thing heard, is, yeah. you have your you have Nurgle, you have Zinch. I don't remember the name of the other two uh, chaos gods, but there's races that follow it. So now you have these big abomination monsters, and like it just changes the game in a lot of ways. Almost to the point, like when they introduce nuclear weapons in the second uh, Warhammer with. Uh, Certain rats, there was rats that can in- use a certain uh, a power that they can use that like machine guns where everyone else is fighting with like bows and oh, arrows okay. and magic. You have these, uh, the rats that are using um, like, like tur- machine gun tur- turrets and like they can drop nukes. And then there's a pirate clan, which is just <laughs> so freaking cool. Like in the game, just keeps raising the bar over and over and over again, and I'm so excited for this one because now it's it's all these pe- places and um, people that you've only heard talk about in Warhammer lore, and now we're getting like the physical representation oh, cool. of them in, in the games. So. Yeah, I'm excited to get into because obviously, because I watched The Witcher, I it got me really back. I was watching like Lord of the Rings clips on YouTube, and I'm really I want that like fantasy. Big battles. Yeah, fantasy and like I want the dwarves and elves and all that stuff again. And bodies flying. Yeah, bodies flying. And Total War, I haven't played any of the games where they introduce like the hero. Like I wanted to play Kingdoms, Three Kingdoms, because they have heroes in that one. And then Warhammer. Because like Shogun 2 and all the historical ones obviously don't have, you know, it's mostly just you have like your general, but he's not like some giant dude who's just like. There's way, there's way more to manage in the fantasy Warhammer as far as like magic and like so there's certain things there's certain areas that you go to where there's like winds of magic or winds of favor and basically if you're smart about it and you're a race that uses magic when you go into battle it could 
your basically mana pool changes from battle to battle to battle depending on where you're fighting. If it's a land that is rich in magic or weak in magic, oh, cool. so it, it can make okay. you more or less powerful. Um, in the second one, you could play Egyptian lords. They were the undead. You could raise people. And when you would fight, um, if you weren't uh, a part of the undead, when you would go into their lands, you would dehydrate and lose people and there would be heavy oh. uh, losses. But if you're undead, you're perfectly fine until you get into like luscious area and then it does the opposite for you type of a thing. So it changes where you're powerful or not powerful that's cool. at. Yeah, that's something it's that's, really cool. That's never really been like with Total War, the older ones, it's always been like, attrition or not attrition like mm -hmm. if you're in your homeland you replenish units if you're like in shogun 2 if you're in the enemy territory during winter you lose units yeah but i like that they're expanding they're kind of um further meshing the the battles and the campaign yeah but and then what you can do with the map is like because if you're doing a historical map you're specific to the the time period and place whereas with warhammer you can like your map design could be unlimited and changed and then like literally in an entire map you can go through desert snow lush forest like oh, you cool. you just hit all the biomes um within the warhammer nice. universe yeah it's I'm, really yeah cool. i'm excited and like i don't know random stuff like flying units seem really interesting oh, to me. yeah like drag big dragons fighting overhead and yeah stuff. dwarves flying in on griffins yeah and, i yeah. just like i more chaos, more crazy big battles. More like. chaos. You don't know it, but by saying chaos, it's big because Warhammer Three is all about oh chaos, chaos, yes. chaos, yeah. chaos. I gotta kill the, yeah, chaos. The chaos got. I gotta kill the chaos. Chaos. <laughs> <laughs> chaos. So excited about that Final Fantasy game? Didn't oh, that already come out? Origins. Are you talk about the one where it's like Final Fantasy Origins. It's apparently, like the first, the villain yeah. of the first game. Yeah. I don't even know who that is. So chaos. no. And it's a uh, ninja team ninja, something like that. Really. So it's like an action game? Yeah. Oh. I mean... I think. Didn't that looks. come out? No. Not yet. I've seen ads for it, but... I think I, it came out yet. I, have they fixed a remake on Epic yet? I mean, it probably works. I, I just haven't looked into it. I'm just waiting. Like, I wanted to buy it, and then I heard there was problems. You'd probably just wait for it. Yeah, because I was like, if it gets on Steam, I'd rather just buy it on Steam. Yeah. but um, And Epic has a lot of sales every now and then. Oh, it's, it comes out this year. Point. Okay. Yeah, but uh, that's all I played, just Shogun 2, because that game, it's funny because I think I sunk more hours into the game this last few weeks than I had when I first got the game. So I have more hours now, because <laughs> it was like six or seven on my top five played on Steam, and now it's like number three. Or <laughs> that's awesome. It's, it's it'll fun. never you be can you it's can't, it's you the can't perfect get, you can't get close to your number no yeah. that, that's not possible it's the perfect one more turn game oh my it, gosh you're just always constantly yes. right, one more turn because you're because like a board game when you were talking about scythe it's i'm doing this to set up this to do this to do that right and in a video game it's like well next turn and the next turn and it's constantly you're thinking turns ahead <laughs> there isn't a clear stopping point dude i had so times. many you're so right because i had so many moments where I was playing late at night and I was like, okay, this guy's uh, attacking me. I'll do it. So I, I go on the field. I kick his ass because whatever. Um, the AI, that's the only thing with Shogun 2. The AI is not very good. Like, oh, Warhammer. It, Warhammer will whoop you. Okay, good. Because Shogun 2, they do stuff like the AI will send their general into your army and like, <laughs> they'll just die instantly. Because they're like, oh, you have an archer there. I'm like, yeah, I have 10 archers. <laughs> yeah, it's so 
placement and who's fighting who and morale and like you have to manage okay. so much in war in well, warhammer that that was the thing is like i eventually kind of stopped after a while because it got very predictable like the enemy ai armies are kind of stupid like they don't yeah like <laughs> they'll they'll wait you out like there would be a thing where like elevation is important on the battlefield and, yeah, and everything okay. like that is like you'll get to a point where i'll sit on top of the hill and you'd be like, all right, come get me. And like, there's been moments where you're hitting a fast forward thing and they just sit and they just they go, just nope, there. we're yeah. not going here. You, you have to come to us. And then it's just like, who's going to, who's going to, um, you know, blink first type of a thing. But then also playing with, they have their infantry in front. I'm going to ram their cavalry or my cavalry into the infantry, but I'm going to bring them around the side. Right. Of course. If you're not smart about like using coverage or elevation to hide it, they'll position, they'll move their uh, lancers to stop it like they'll Good. move okay. all those things and they'll see what you they will react <laughs> to where you move and what you do things that's to, that's to counteract really refreshing because what happens in shogun 2 is if you send your cavalry around they'll send a unit of spears and then you run the cavalry away and they'll just chase you all the way to yeah the it is definitely a thing you can cheese like you can move them a little bit to just stay in the aggro range and then yeah. move them again move until okay. like they're just so far out that they can't help anything anymore right it's too like yeah it's like <laughs> if but if you move too quickly then they'll just go back they know they're overextended yeah. but you can kind of cheese the ai a little bit as long as you stay within the aggro Okay, um, which I, I kind of forgive them because I feel like, I don't know, like, for what I know about programming, this these kind of games seem really hard to program. Oh, like, how would you even I, know? I can't even imagine. Yeah, the like strategy, the counter strategy hundred, that they hundred, hundred, would have to. units on the... Yeah. Yeah. yeah, or even the campaign map. Like, how do you program the AI to, like, go here or do this or buy this? It's it's just, like, boggles my mind. So mm -hmm. I've always loved their games, um, and so I'm I'm excited to jump back in. So it's interesting you you brought up Warhammer three because in one of my college classes right now it's uh, places and power and it's used throughout history and it's basically analyzing how land and borders and different things are used in history and how like arbitrary the idea of like labeling contents or uh, continents and everything really is because like the idea of like certain parts of Asia are just so different from each other mm. and that sometimes you share. Um, more akin life to someone who's like right next to you in a different continent than someone who's on the other side of the continent to you. Right. Right. Especially in Europe because they're all joined together. And like the idea of like Herodotus is the father of history was just like the idea that, you know, uh, Russia and um, Europe and China are really any different. Doesn't make any sense. They're all part of one big, large landmass. True. And where do that you draw true. the line type of a thing? But it, it, the reason why I bring it up is because this week we had to do a writing on, uh, they were talking about boundaries as being liminal. And it's like the idea of like liminal is this thing. It's like the Venn diagram that crosses over of something that is both real and not real. Where like the example would be that they use is, um, you know, like the four corners in the U.S. where there's a part where you can stand and you're in four different states. Yes. But it's like kind of arbitrary. It is because it's usually a river like Oregon and Washington. It's a river that mm -hmm. separates it. But there is a place where it's like it's just arbitrary because it's just yeah, a it's like line. this is where the end and everything. So like um, you were tasked with picking out something in your life that was liminal. And a lot of times liminal has to do with like a changing of like internal that isn't necessary. It's not like. 
you know, I was 20 and 21 and I started drinking because I was a new age. That That's a physical barrier that you crossed that's there as opposed to like an example someone used of like the coming of age of their drive to college and how they became an adult. And it isn't really necessarily a specific set in time. It was just this period in their brain. Mm-hmm. And um, it the first thing that came to mind, and I ended up not writing about it, actually has to do with Warhammer 3 is that Warhammer 3 comes out next week, but there's a ton of streamers I like and follow where they have it now. Yes. So I live in this place <laughs> where I have Warhammer in front of me. I can see it, but I can't play it. It's right. this liminal. It's a liminal space. It's this liminal space. Exactly. That it <laughs> I just, follow a Twitter that's called Liminal Spaces. Oh. <laughs> and it's it's just like creepy kind of yes. places. Like the idea of like a like liminal space would be abandoned places. Abandoned place or like one of the uh, key examples is like an elevator. The idea that you are physically moving, but you're in a space that's stationary in your mind. Yeah. Or uh, a, a hotel hallway that no mm-hmm. one's in. It seems like it goes on forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. Yes. And doesn't end. Like that idea of like, because everything is so similar as you walk down, it's like, how many doors have I really passed? And liminal spaces is used all the time in horror movies in that in that idea. But they tried to ask you to address it. And it just made me, it's like, well, like <laughs> Warhammer's there. I have it installed on my yeah. computer, but all these other people can play it. Well, you but I it can't installed. play it. Yeah, yeah you, well, can you, pre-install. you can pre-install. You can pre-install. It's installed on my computer. Well, I'm gonna do that. I, I want to play it, but I can't play <laughs> it right now. And I, I have not because I'm guilty of doing this. I have not been watching anybody any videos of Warhammer Three because I just want to dive in. That's I usually do that with games. I'm I'm like 100 percent sure I'm gonna play yeah. no matter what. I I don't watch Warhammer is one I've always watched for a very long time. Warhammer is, is kind of there with 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 Dark Souls where it's a video game I really enjoy watching people play. Because also one of the people I, I watch played in particular is Kraken is he brings on a lot of people and they're and they're funny, but then And then they do characters. They do characters within RP. They do a lot of RP. But oh. then also it's really cool of like when you're multiplaying Warhammer, it's so cool is like all right, Kevin, you're going to be in charge of archers. Ben, you got the cavalry. I'm going to be in that charge of cool. artillery. Yeah. Hey, oh, they're on our flank. They're over here. And then blah, 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 blah. And you're like talking to each other and you're like sending each other armies. And then like on your turn, you control your army on the big map. But when you go to battle, you can send units to other people. Oh, you can do that? To control. Yeah. Oh, okay. That sounds actually and then fun. And then when it's other people's turns, you can't do anything on their turn until they go to a battle. And then when they're in battle, they can they're the general and they can be like, all right, for you're in charge of these people and you're doing, so like one of them is like Kraken would always play with Lawman. And when Lawman was going, he put Kraken in charge of artillery. And because he's just sitting back, not really doing anything else. Like he would like zoom in on like battles and you get like things you don't really get to do when you're like monitoring everything because you're like, Oh, I got to mount the cavalry. I got to do all this. It happens really fast. It's it's just a lot going on. But because all he cared about is like artillery fire here, he would like zoom in and he would see you, they were playing goblins and one of the artilleries (laughs) is they shoot goblins into it. Of course. So he like followed this (laughs) goblin getting loaded up in a catapult and flying going, life is a goblin. Yeah. And then like lands and then like you see the battle and people screaming. It's just like, the part of the game that you don't get to see as much or enjoy as much, Almost like when a cinematic movie, yeah, when you're playing it by yourself, well, and because like yeah, that, when the so. battles get really hectic, you can't really mm-hmm. no, you're sit back. It's your you know actions per minute. You just like oh, this group is you know where's my one, where's my two, yeah. where's my three? This is grouped here. You go over here, and you like pre-plan like draw people's. Oh, like, that's that's perfect because yeah. yeah, like I would love for someone. I'm usually micromanaging 
because like I have an army of like infantry where I'm like, you guys hold the line, mm-hmm. like your pikes or something. And then I'm usually with the cavalry and I'm just like, all right, come around and flank. And then the archers are just somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it'd be fun because I do like in Shogun 2, watching the battles is great because the animations, like when two units are fighting, it's really cool. They'll have guys like each guy is fighting a dude and you'll see a guy just like slice this dude in the torso and then some other guy will like roll, you know, roll and like dodge. It's it's really yeah, fun to and, watch. And it isn't just like they like you see like the game's animation, the dice roll play out in yeah. it. Like when you have a unit that's flanked, you'll see it be split and trying to fight these two and slowly become right. And then, like, you see the dead bodies on the ground be left there, and you just see the carnage and everything. It's such a unique and cool game. of It, yeah. it brings, like, the fun of playing Civilization and those uh, those style games right. into your StarCraft games, where it was about the battles and building and doing all this, and it's like, now you get both of these things in a large-scale Warhammer. Well, it's perfect for me because, like, StarCraft is fun, but I've always said, like, I don't like the actions per minute. Like, the faster you are, the better mm-hmm. you are. I like Total War because strategizing. On the, yeah, on the campaign map, you're like, okay, you can sit back and think. You don't have to like react. Yeah. But the battles are, you know, kind of more it's, of that. Yeah, it's as if with StarCraft, it's as if you built your army, you did everything before the battle, and then yes. you show up to the battle. Right. Whereas in StarCraft, you have to build all your units and then try to <laughs> battle and do all this. But where with Civ, Civ, you don't get the battle. You're just like, you get the, I get to build the army and do this right. and then it's just auto resolved battle okay win get the land not but you don't get to see the actual fight right itself. which that's the whole point that's yeah. why i got total war because yeah. i was like i want to fight the battles it's, yeah it's so cool it's so much fun it's really really cool and what have you been playing so uh lost to the ether now but uh, i'll say it again is uh i finally beat the witcher 3 which oh. i sat down i did it i beat it um i was kind of disappointed um a little bit uh, because it's taken me six years to beat the game, five years to <laughs> yeah, beat the game. Boy, yep. Um, <laughs> I think once everything was said and done, I want to say I put like seventy some odd hours in the game, and that's not including the three other times I attempted to start the game and got ten or twelve or whatever hours in. I would, I probably want to say I put close somewhere to eighty to hundred hours in Witcher Three. As Why did a you whole. restart? Um, it, because once you go, once you're gone for a yeah. while, you're just like, what's happening? Oh, who's here? Okay. Who's this? But in this one, the last time I talked to you guys about it, I reached a major point in the game of just like, when I came back, I'm like, if I'm going to beat it, I got to just pick it up where it is and deal with the, I haven't been in this area in a long time. <laughs> and it, it took a little bit to remember certain things. And that's what made it tough is because I was kind of like 75% of the way through the game. Um, story-wise when I left it and when I came back I really just had story left because I did all the side stuff first and then it was just story left so when I'm doing these story things at the end they start mentioning characters and interactions that if you really played it how it's supposed to be played you just had this interaction a week ago when you played it but for me it was months (laughs) ago and I was just like do I care about this person or not like here's a great example of like in the third one the big thing is do you pick Yennefer or you pick Triss? You can do both, and they end up shysting you at the end where they <laughs> they trick you. They both go, hey, let's have a threesome. They trick you. You show up. They handcuff you, and then they say, you're a loser, and they leave. Oh. And Yeah, because they turned down Henry Cavill. So, after, so I was in this weird place where, well, it's not Henry Cavill. <laughs> I, in this one. 
I was in this weird place where the first time I played it, I wasn't into like Witcher lore. I was just playing it because it was the big game. And when you play it, like Triss is such an interesting and fun character. You're like, oh, this is the chick I want to be with. Yennefer's a pain in the ass. (laughs) Like, screw this chick, man. She's just so rude. But then you get into the lore in the periods of me not playing the game. I get into the lore and then the TV show and I feel a little bit more for Yennefer and I see it in the game. So when I came back, I was romancing Yennefer. Little did I know, old me romanced Triss. So I got, <laughs> so I got, and so that, so there's an example of like, if you played the whole game through, I would have remembered and I would have of course, romanced yeah. one or the other. And then like some of the payoff at the end doesn't hit as hard because. And then you find out that her love is all just a lie. Yeah. Just. Well, oh, Yennefer's? Yeah. Well, it's, it's complicated. It's just. It's so dumb. It's so, <laughs> it's so complicated. It's com- yes, it is. It's like an abuse. It's an abusive relationship. Yeah, it is, and, and that's why, like, Geralt her feelings to- towards Geralt th- throughout all the games is because of the gin. Yes. Oh, so the show, basically. Yeah. Yeah. You no, know, that's their whole thing. Is you finally conclude that in Witcher Three? Ah. Yeah. Where? And she's like, "Oh, you I are actually ca- didn't have feelings you're, for you." So and the then you have, to- you're given the choice: Do you be like, "Oh yeah, you didn't have feelings for me. We should just be friends." Or you can be like, no, 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 we actually had feelings. Yeah. You basically, mm. it's com- It's like, again, it's like an abusive relationship. The way I put it is, Yennefer is your soulmate. Like, she is bound to you. There's like, you know, like, you're supposed to be with Yennefer in a way. Right. But if you want to be happy, you're with Tr- you want to be with Triss. <laughs> like, that's really... Just so- like just like that guy in that show, You on Netflix. He's he's her soulmate. Oh, he, I don't know the her. show, but uh, I'm gonna hear it. He's show, just a stalker that kills all the guys that try to. Oh, yeah, that's not a bad way. That's not a bad way to look at it. And it like here's another example of like what happens with Siri, where the two big decisions are she can rule or she can run away and be a witcher. And your interactions, or, or she can die. There's a whole bunch of things that can happen to her, but your decisions up to that point affect that. Where really, if you're honest with yourself, Amir is such a butthead that the idea that he's willing to relinquish the crown to her and let Siri rule is a big deal. And Amir. that Amir is her father, which is kind of a big deal. Oh, yeah, he's like the, the Nilfgaardian the leader, big yeah, the white the, flame. The literally the last scene of season two, I was like, yeah. So <laughs> okay, he, so he's like a butthead. He's not a hedgehog anymore. No, he's <laughs> not a hedgehog anymore. And that's what that was such a big thing about season two is that you finally in the game it talks about as if Amir is like three characters in the video game. It's um, the hedgehog who he saves. Mm-hmm. And then um, the Bounderite being the uh, the father of Siri, and then there's Amir, who's the Nilfgaardian guy. So this reveal at season two of like, no, they're all the same person. Yeah, this is like the first time you get that as a whole because in the game you don't see that develop. It's only whispers and rumors of is Amir really Siri's father? Is he not? Is does he truly have a claim to her because he says he is, but then they're different people. It's a whole convoluted well, the- thing of his character in the books and then in the show and then in the, the video hear something funny. Yeah. So when season one came out, I was randomly watching 
Jim Hansen's fairy tale show, like from the, I think, 90s. Okay. And the first episode was the hedgehog uh, fairy tale. Oh. Oh, that's like. <laughs> and a, then I started watching that? Witcher. And I was like, I just yeah, watched yeah. this. Yeah. That's exactly. What was his name? It was like Dooney or something. Yeah. Dooney. Dooney. Yeah. Yeah. So there's the Dooney character. And then there's uh, another character. Like. There's three points where Geralt saves Amir's life. But he doesn't know it's Amir all three times. To him, it's a different person okay. in those three instances. Because it's Dooney, and then whatever his name is as Siri's father, and then Amir. They're three different names. So, oh. And then you find out, no, they're actually all the same person, and it's this big thing. And um, But really in your heart, you go, no, I want Siri to be a witcher and let her be free and do all this stuff, and I want her to be happy. I don't want her to go rule. Even though technically it probably would be what's better for the land as a whole because your hope is that you've taught Siri enough to love and care and be a good ruler yeah. that she's the person who should be ruling right now. Yes. But do you want what's right for the land or do you want what's right for Siri? And that kind of goes back to the Yennefer Triss thing. Do you want what's with Triss or you want what's Yennefer? Like if you play by the lore, you play all of this, you play that, you pick Yennefer. But if you want to be happy and feel good inside and do it, you pick Triss in a way. So that's that's so I had these kind of convoluted feelings after being The Witcher Three. I'm happy I did it, but I tried to take that into like, oh, I beat that. Let me start up these <laughs> other games. And one of the other games I went back to was Control. Oh, because I remember liking it, playing it through. I got a third of the way into it. I was enjoying it. I liked the the Threshold Kids. Right? Is that there? Right? Yeah. Uh, and then the lore in it is yeah. super interesting. That and this, this shows. Um, objects of power. And it's like, oh, this is just so cool. Who's the janitor? Why are they wearing the hiss? And like, all the, who's the brother? Who is she talking to? Like, there's all these things that happen with it. And I started back up and I started finding that groove again. But the problem at the end of the day is the game is broken still for me. For me really? personally, yeah. The the pop out is horrendous. Pop. There's mo uh, like a graphic pop out, like it loading textures oh. and everything is awful for me. In Did my you, inner, in my you playing on Series X, yes. Okay. Did you get uh, the ultimate version? It's whatever one's on Game Pass. I don't know if the ultimate version's on Game Pass. So maybe, oh. maybe, maybe that's my next thing is getting the ultimate version. Whatever version on Game Pass, that's the one I'm playing. Mm -hmm. Pop out is horrible. Audio will drop out. Oh. on me there's all these things that were going on and then i i've got to about i think there's 10 total levels in the game um like story levels mm. is what i was looking for i was on the sixth or seventh mm. so i was this i had to put it down because the game just was not fun to play because the pop out this it kept yeah. drawing me out doing all this stuff and then it's one of those things it's the uh the tuxedo scene from Step Brothers. Where at first they're like, oh, this is cool, but then they fart, and then he's like, no, actually the tuxedos are kind of messed up. You, st I start to, I started to pick apart the game <laughs> in a way that because there's all these things that bother me now, the things that wouldn't bother me before are bothering me more. Hmm. Like some of the repetitiveness of certain gameplay elements, um, and then also like character interactions. Like there isn't a character I like. Like I don't even like the main character where I'm at currently mm -hmm. like she's kind of a bitch in a way but you feel for her the, because the she just wants, yeah she just wants to find her brother 
And like all these people are just like, no, you don't understand. Like, this is crazy what's going on. There's all this other stuff. But then also they're almost like, it's almost like you're talking to like every character in it. And I don't mean this offensively, so I'm sorry if it comes to this. It's like every character you talk in it is autistic. Like they have a disconnection to the world mm-hmm. where they're just like, you should be freaking out right now. I literally did a level where a guy couldn't blink staring at a fridge because if he did, the fridge would kill everyone inside of the whole place. A, fr- a fridge? A fridge, yeah. A yeah. Fridge. So basically in the game, there's this thing called objects of power. It's like these... Um, have you ever heard of SCP? No. I, okay. I've i played like the first few moments of Control, yeah. so, I, so I'm aware Basically of- these... Uh, pretty much run-of-the-mill items can be infused with special abilities. Right. And they have a connection to an astral plane. Yes. So, like, they come out, like, an example would be uh, she acquires her powers through conquering these objects of power. So she, like, you touch this television, which is killing a bunch of people, but once you (laughs) defeat it, you can now fly. Right. And then you read about the television and like the television would make people float and do all these things and different stuff. And like these these powers have certain abilities and it's like she can use it to she basically gets the force to like pick up and throw things. Yeah. She, her weapon in itself is an object. of It's like the most powerful object of power. It changes. Like the gun that like reloads itself. Yeah. It's, the gun. The director. Yeah. It, the director. It chooses gun. who's the director. Exactly. And, and then they can like, change into a shotgun, yeah, a machine gun, gun a sniper oh, good. rifle. Uh, That's good. Yeah, it can do it can do all this crazy stuff. The lore is so cool. Yeah, it is so cool. But the problem is, is the lore is you get more the lore through side quest, which you can side miss. quest and then just reading, reading notes. Re- and reading notes. <laughs> it's not reading. Like if you just blaze through the main story of this game. I wouldn't blame you being like, that was weird. I'm not sure what was going on. This and the is... ending isn't as good as the game. I And you know what? And I started to get that feel of like, I don't know how you land this. Like, it I did. don't know how uh, you land this this story. It's it's entry. It's so <laughs> weird. It's so weird and convoluted. But there's certain elements of it that are so great. Like, when you... Uh, the whole fridge thing. So basically, <laughs> you're going to find your brother. And he's in this like maximum security prison. And as you're going through, you find basically these prison cells have like you find this prison cell in one cell. It's a fan and another cell. It's a crowbar and another cell. It's a swan boat from like the love ride you find at the <laughs> carnival. And like and these Flamingo. all are. Yeah, these are all like objects of power. And in one of them. You're like walking down the hallway and you hear a guy going, somebody help me, please, please help me. And like you show up and it's this dude staring at a fridge and you're just like, wait, here, I'll get you out. And he's like, no, no, you don't understand. If I stop looking at the fridge, it will kill everyone. (laughs) And they have this 24, they have this shift of people take turns sitting in the front of the fridge, staring Staring at at it, it and they can't blink because they blink things happen, right? So can you blink with one eye? I, I'm not maybe 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 that's what and, they do and uh, evil entities from another dimension took over the the facility so nobody could come and relieve him so this guy's been oh, here for days. who knows how, how long exactly so like you go back and you talk to this weird dude and he's like oh yeah I'll let you in so you go in to save him fringe uh, spoilers the fridge ends up killing him or so you think <laughs> how does he's the like, fridge kill him does it fall it on him teleports you to a realm where there's a like an 
ancient god thing that yeah. just kills you. So then when oh. you go in, now you're looking at the fridge and you can't look away or it'll hurt you, but because you're the director, you basically touch the object of power to defeat it. When you get there, you fight this like giant alien monster thing. That's cool. And then when you kill it, um, you're like, that was weird. Um, and you go back and you tell the guy, hey, the fridge taken care of. This is cool. <laughs> but if I just you, unplugged it. If you didn't look into the lore, at the end when you do certain things, the board talks to you. Like the director works for the board, and it's like these weird. Oh yeah, I think I saw a little bit of people, thing. but it's like it's the upside down. Pyramid. It's the upside down pyramid yes. in this white space, and they're talking in a different language, but the words are in, are across the bottom. But they there's always this translation error in whatever they tell you is like they say a word and it means two different things um right okay and so but some of them are really funny and at the end of defeating the fridge monster it basically is saying like the fridge monster is an evil businessman and if you join him we will uh erase you from existence and we won't and basically the idea is like the sentence is essentially them saying they will kill you but in a way, it's making it seem like you will be lost from time forever. So it's like this, like the word that is lost in translation, one means murder you horrifically. The other one means like mm, kind of let you go in a nice way. And it's like it, like there's these fun interactions in the background you see when you read into the lore. Also, the whole um, the main scientist videos where he's telling you about the objects of power oh, yeah. he's doing this that's so funny and it's so well put I did together like those, yeah um like a really cool moment is like you find this video of like they find like b-roll in the background you watch it and it's like super awkward because the people are like looking at the camera as they're doing stuff but there's no sound really going and then you find out it's just for b-roll and then you go watch a video a little bit later and you see the b-roll in the video and you're like oh that was that's cool i literally just saw them film the b-roll now i saw the video w- of which they put the b-roll into <laughs> um so there's like super big layers and then also like the atmosphere is pretty cool like this you know, giant building. It's that, a liminal space. Yeah, it's yeah, it's, it's literally a liminal, a liminal space, space where uh, there's this great level where you like fight a clock monster, which is really cool, and like so it it nails atmosphere really well. But because of technical the, issues, the technical issues. That's when it came out. There was it did not run yes. well at all yeah. on last gen, and so many people's like, how could it this be game? Because I think Game Informer gave it game of the year. They're IGN like, gave me a game of the hey, year. Yep. Mm. And they're like, how could it be? It's, it ran so horribly. It's like, I was on PC. It yeah. ran perfectly I'd, fine. Yeah, I had no yeah. problem with it. And that and it's that's the shame of it. If, if I played this on PC or didn't play the break one, I would have already finished it. I probably would really mm. like it. But because of the technical issues, all the other things started showing up. And I'm like, oh, I don't like this. I don't like that. Right. Like facial animations, certain acting. Well, that that like, stuff isn't fixed. Yeah, <laughs> no, I know, but like, but that's what I'm saying is like, yeah. if you just play the game and it's working perfectly fine, it was just the facial animations, you get over it. When I play mm-hmm. Dragon Age Inquisition, I see them talking. It's like talking to a robot wall. Yeah. Like you get over it. You're like, what? But everything else that's, is so good. I played Resident Evil Two Remake right after yeah. uh, Last of Us Two, and Resident Evil Remake is amazing. But watching those cutscenes was like watching a doll do things just yeah. because last of us two is so phenomenal with their animation with eye movement and everything mm. that it something as good as uh resident evil 2 remake just looked kind yeah of, it still yeah. looks not as it's good stilty so that actually leads it so i have t- two other games i've played the other one i just started today and it kind of goes into dealing with 
awful voice acting and uh, cutscenes. Um, but because the gameplay is so good, it's fun to play. I I started playing Lost Ark, which is this brand new yeah, Amazon, Amazon Studios um, uh, MMO RPG or something. It's so basically imagine. Uh, remember the when New World came out? Yes. Imagine New World, but with Diablo. It's it, this is a Kevin game. It's Diablo, but with New World style. Did you just say like, MMO with Diablo. It, yes, That's the like, gameplay is Diablo. That's like Emperor Palpatine's Tra- coming over to me. He's like, you Kevin, my knowledge. Kevin, this is a Kevin, and it's free to play. It's on. It's on Steam oh. right now. It's massive. People love it, and the gameplay is so good. Gonna Google it's it. It's so fun, dude. If yes, um, dang it, it was that indie game that was everybody who loved Diablo two went to it when Diablo three came out because they hated Diablo three so much. Are you talking about Path of Exile? Path of, Path Exile, of Exile, yeah. yeah. Okay. So is it kind of Path of Exile? Yeah, it's kind of like Path of Exile. I, I like it more than Path of Exile because yeah. it is more Diablo 3 than it is Diablo 2. Oh, it is Amazon Games? Yeah. 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 That's interesting. They did two MMOs. It's, uh, the voice acting in it is rough. The, <laughs> the character interaction is uh, interesting. Very, very Japanese or Chinese or whatever of... Are you looking at it? Yeah, I'm looking at the concurrent players. It's massive. 1.3 million. You, you do me a favor, turn your volume down and look up a trailer real quick. Okay. Watch the watch the trailer for me. Um but the game is so much fun to play, but I just started it. So I don't have a ton to speak on it. It's just really mm-hmm. weird and but like the the control thing, I can deal with the crappy uh voice acting and all the other stuff because the gameplay Because is the fun. game is so much fun to play. Nice. Um and then the other game that finally came out that is excellent. It's everything I wanted to be is see-through from Slow Cap. Oh, nice. yeah. Nice. That game is so good. But it it is deceiving to even the people who think they know what it is. In that, when you see the trailers for it, you go, oh, every time you lose, you age, and you're fighting through this thing. Um, and that is kind of what it is. But then when you dive deeper into it, you're like, oh, it's Souls-like. It's from the people who did Absolver. It's supposed to be very hard. It, they, people have called it hitbox porn. <laughs> What's it called? <laughs> hitbox porn. What does that mean? It's uh, you're hitting certain spots and defending certain spots. So yes, it's, it's it is. not just defend, attack. It's defend, attack lower. Yes. Defend, attack yes. higher. Yes, yes, yes. Very rock, paper, scissors mm-hmm. of I'm when I fight this enemy, I have to fight in this specific way. Yeah. So the game is much smaller than what you think it is. It's only five levels. That's it. And the way it works is that when you die, you get a death counter added to it. So the first time you die, you age a year. The second time you die, you age two years. Third time you die, you age three years. So you go from 20 to 21 to 22 to 25 to 28 to 35. So it gets progressively older and older and older until you hit somewhere in the 80s um, and then you die. So what happens is, and you can beat certain characters in the level and they can drop your death counter to a certain extent. Hmm. But as you get older... You, you become more powerful, I've, I've heard but about you that, take yeah. more damage. Nice. But then you also have a skill tree that it has this run element to it of as you get elements, you can unlock abilities for your run. 
But if you want to, you can invest your XP into eventually unlocking the ability for all your runs. So it, it hurts in the short term in that you don't have a ton of abilities for that specific run. You basically are doing that run to unlock that ability to make you more powerful for your actual run. Does that make uh, sense? Yes, because uh, I'll bring it up in what I've been playing, but that's kind of how the first part of inscription works. Okay. It's yeah. like I, I do runs where I get cards that I know that I'm going to use to build my next person. Yeah. For my next run. So basically, the way the game is supposed to be played in this weird meta way of you're trying to beat each level the youngest you can because it sets the checkpoint for the next level. If you clear the first level when and at the end of it you're 34, every time you start the second level, you're You'll 34. Okay. Until you can get so good at the first level, you can start it sooner. But the point of the game is not to master the first level and move on to the second level. It's get as far as you possibly can to beat the game and then go back through and do it better, right? That the second level, I you know, when you I start the second level and I'm 34, I'm going to keep playing the second level until I beat it. And then the third level when I'm 50, I'm going to do my best to beat the third level until I beat it. And you're basically trying to get as far as you can in the game until you reach a point of like I can't beat it because every time I start the fourth level, I'm 72 and I can only die once. So I need to start over. But by that time, you've picked up, you're better at playing the game. You've picked up an XP to unlock straight abilities. Now you go back to the first level and you basically start a new run. There's like runs within runs of the idea you have your overarching run of beating the game, the five levels, which all end with a, a boss that you fight, which mm -hmm. you have to memorize how the boss fights and it changes how you fight to it but it's literally like five john wick movies these levels and, that. and you <laughs> yeah. do, it's so cool the combat in it is so fun it's so aware of what's going on and it's dark souls in that finding a singular opponent is much easier than fighting two smaller opponents like if you're surrounded by three weaker opponents they can do damage to you quicker than like one pretty beefy opponent mm -hmm. right so it's this idea of like you're trying to, the game is asking you to be perfect in a way hmm. of memorizing combos and how you fight certain people and getting so good at it that uh, I just, someone saw, someone just uh, uh, said they beat the game at the age 24 and they're, they're done. That means they got through the whole game and finished it at 24 died. and well, they died and they beat people to knock it down, but yeah. 20, that's massive. You start the game at 20. Beating the game at 24 is huge. You're talking about maybe you died 10 times total mm -hmm. in like the entire run. And that's that's huge, uh, so to speak. So it, it's one of those things where when you play the first level, you like pick up equipment that make each run better. Like you can get through the level quicker, but you don't want to do it too soon because early on you want the XP. So you actually almost want to take the long way in your early runs of levels it's waiting like, it's like the uh bioshock mm. it's like you don't get as much uh what was it adam from yes killing or saving the sisters but in the long run they give you more adam back yes and better items yeah and that's kind of what you're doing with here is like you don't take the shortcut because you want to fight the people to find items and get the XP to get it. You're saving the shortcut really for your like, okay, this is the run for me to beat this level. Mm -hmm. So I'm so young that it's easier in the next level and easier in the next level. 
and everything like that. The game is a, a ton of fun. It is not easy in any way, shape, or form. And it's almost misleading because it's such it's the Dark Souls thing. You mm-hmm. watch Dark Souls and you go, ooh, that looks cool. I'm going to play that. And then you play it and it beats you down <laughs> over and over again, which, speaking of wanting to beat games, I started up Dark Souls 3 again, and but I, I broke my rule. I'm playing through Dark Souls 3 with a walkthrough. And it actually is... Hey, uh, what are you playing on? Xbox. Oh. But here's a... <laughs> hold on. It won't matter now. I can't play it really because it's not possible. And I have to be able to play games that are possible. You can't pause Dark Souls? No. No. It's... Is there... Oh, you okay. can go like You can go high and you do all this yeah. stuff. But with my wife needing me and other these different things like that, Dark Souls is... Not only is it a hard game to play, it's a hard game to play because of what's going on around me. So I had yeah, I had to sense. put it down and play other games just because of I can't pause it, I can't do this, and I gotta find certain abilities and everything like that. I looked up uh, Lost Ark. What do you think? It looks dangerous. Yeah, dude. <laughs> For me, visually it looks amazing. I was. Very, oh, it looks like such a dangerous game for me. And it's free to play. It's free to play. <laughs> it's funny because I saw my friend Paul, I think, was on Steam, and he started playing. He's like, Paul started playing a game called Lost Ark. And I was like, what is that? Yeah. Now I know. You gotta let me know, man. Uh-oh. Anything else? Yeah, that's it. Well, I've been playing a few games. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I know one of the games you've been playing. Uh, it's probably one of the ten. So I oh, God. started... I- He's oh, no. I, st- I started replaying the rooms the, okay and uh actually finished the completely finished the third one because there's extra endings and i got them all um i beat dark wood finally got out nice. of that nice. dark, dark wood. wood yeah and that was a breath of fresh air <laughs> i got it i get it uh i started this game called the final station which is your it's 2d side scroller zombie ish kind of things and you're a train operator going from place to place, picking up people and then keeping them alive on your train and keeping the train moving. And then uh, you get to stations, you clear out the area, kill all the zombies, pick up uh, food and medicine and pick up more people to get that's on a, your train. That's an interesting take to like the zombie survival. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. yeah that's that pretty cool. In your, in your finding all this lore about the world there's like giant mech things and a some kind of disease that some other people like shot into the ground and it's like coming out of the air or something and like tubes and weird stuff i beat that (laughs) uh started up this old game i think from the 90s called bad mojo which was a doesn't ring a bell f it it was like the old EGM, but those old PC mags, I remember always seeing the the preview for it where it's this cockroach like uh, sitting on this eyeball. And in the game, it's an FMV, which is a f- full motion video, I think. So like live action on CGI backgrounds of back in the day, like Mist and stuff were like that. And you are this character who has a bag of money and is trying to get out. And you get cursed by your sister's medallion or something. And it turns you into a cockroach. And you got to <laughs> navigate the the hotel or the place you're living to get back to the medallion to turn yourself back or something. I don't know. You don't want to stay a cockroach. I had no idea what the game was about, but I kept seeing it. 
back in the day, I remember seeing it and I thought it was just like a point and click adventure game, but it's more just you're navigating as a cockroach in these real looking <laughs> environments and getting eaten right. by spiders or getting stuck in goo or getting chopped up in fans and stuff like that. I remember one time I stepped on a cockroach and I lifted my shoe up and he just kept walking. Yeah. Like I didn't do any damage to it. I was like, all right, it's impressive. Cool. Oh, along that line, I started playing Faz- Phantasmagoria, which was a which was actually a FMV point and click adventure by the um, blanking on her name right now, but uh, she, her and her husband created King's Quest. Oh, okay. I've heard of King's Roberta Quest. Williams. It was her like big game after the Queen King's Quest series and oh. uh, diving into like more of a horror ish. Where a woman and her husband buy a castle that turns out to be haunted, and she releases a an ancient spirit that's taken over her husband. And I haven't gone further than that. Oh, it's uh, it's interesting. That's for sure. Uh, I say I've heard of any of these games. No. that's what I love about it. Uh, I also tried a game called Heal because I was into getting into trying to find other puzzle games kind of like the room and this was uh recommended and you're an old guy walking back and forth in this room trying to solve puzzles to get further into other rooms that uh is your like memory of your past oh that's right oh, okay that sounds cool yeah and <laughs> then i tried out this game called trials of wilderness which was a uh very very low-end indie survival game that i saw uh sark and uh, his friend apl play and it's pretty bad it's pretty bad <laughs> yeah andrew <laughs> was watching me and he was laughing at how bad it looked oh no and it's super janky but somehow really fun <laughs> what's the name of it trials of wilderness trials of and wilderness. if you look it up on steam like just the the uh picture looks like a fake game that somebody just slapped together. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, I tried out Fallout 76. <laughs> I saw you play that for a little bit. I have yeah. heard of that game. Yeah. Um, it's how I feel about... Um, oh, what was the game that we played a while back? Uh, People Can Fly. Back for Blood? No. People Can Fly. People Can Fly? The, the, they did Gears of War. Gears and, of War. Um, Bulletstorm. Why am I forgetting the name? <laughs> I don't know. It's the the People can fly. Yeah, it was the live servicey. We had superpowers. Oh, Outriders. Outriders. Yeah, yeah. Wait, yeah. you can fly in Outriders? Kind of. No, yeah. The game is the people who made it are called People Can Fly. Oh, <laughs> I thought you were saying that well, game. You you can also that kind game of where people can fly. You can like also kind of fly with certain abilities. Yeah. I was people. I was behind a concrete block band. The people who made it, but okay. it, it's kind of like that. Like it's a fun game, but. It having to be online and hurts having it. to interact with yeah, yeah. really hurts it. Anytime I was picking up something or shooting something, I was like, this is off. This isn't Fallout. Like the lag, the second lag that all online games mm. are dealt with. Like it, True. Yeah. The- it, it hurt it. So I deleted it. <laughs> uh, also played two games called. One was the first one's called Milk Inside a Bag of Milk Inside a Bag of Milk, where you uh, are a girl dealing 
with agoraphobia after her dad committed suicide. Oh my god! And the her world <laughs> is like this alien realm, and you're seeing it, and it, it, it's like uh, uh, <laughs> it's like paint art, and then it's it's like a um uh not illustrated, but uh, you know one of those uh not. <laughs> What am I thinking of? Not uh, point and click. Uh, a visual novel. It's like a visual oh, okay, novel, okay. and then you're you're having her decide to do stuff. You're like edging, not edging her, but uh, helping her out to get to the milk store to buy milk for her mom. And it's like a troubling thing. And if you say the wrong thing, then you die or something. <laughs> <laughs> and you have to start all over again. It's not and what then, I thought that was going to be. And then uh, I started the sequel called Milk Outside a Bag of Milk Outside a Bag of Milk. Where you're naturally, uh, naturally, where you're back from the, the milk store and there's better <laughs> graphics and you're dealing with existential dread <laughs> inside your bedroom. I like how the, the, the first game is literally you go to the store to buy milk. Yeah. The second game, you come back. <laughs> Yeah, and the uh, the uh, trying to get her to not go crazy, but actually uh, get through the trauma. Hmm. Those very bizarre games, but kind of thoughtful and emotional at the same time. Sure, yeah. But very weird. Hmm. No doubt very weird. Also tried out The Flame and the Flood, which was... Uh, uh, survival-ish kind of game. Of course. Where the world is flooded and you're this little girl on this, with a dog on a raft and you're landing in spaces and picking up equipment for you to survive. I didn't like it that much because I like more of the open world kind of survival games. Well, this one, if you screw up a run, you're you're done. Oh, yeah. Oh, it can be yeah. frustrating. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm I'm kind of with you on that. That's why also why um you, have you tried Icarus yet? No. Oh, is that the 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 space one? Yeah, but the way the game works I think was like you play runs. It's not like you build a base, it's like you play runs and then you do It's not like a persistent thing. Huh. And I was kind of off put by that because yeah. it, it still looked okay, but I was like, I like building bases, I like yeah. building a mud hut. Yep. <laughs> I like my mud hut. Uh, also tried out Nobody Saves the World, and that is really freaking fun. It's from the people that did Guacamelee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Guacamelee. Yeah. <laughs> Which, Have you seen Guacamelee? No, but that's Guacamelee a great, is freaking awesome. great name for a game. Yeah. And Guacamelee is you, more like you, a metro. Can you want to guess what Guacamelee is about? You play as an avocado. No. And you, oh, no, right. you play as a luchador. Mm-hmm. Okay. I was, you know. Yeah. And it's a side, it's a side scrolling Metrovania. And then like, you can like turn into it like a chicken and these other different things to beat oh, certain that's... levels. But you're a luchador. So you have like mm-hmm. s- great combos. I'm imagining like, like beautiful and... Joe or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like just an action. Bit. And then I enjoyed it, but I didn't love the world of Guacamelee. While well, I'm really enjoying the fantasy, yeah. Oh, I'm not surprised. Fantasy by that world, world of <laughs> nobody saves the world, where you're a zombie thing brought back from this by this evil guy, and there's a wizard who has a uh, trainee or yeah, trainee who belittles you, and then you pick up the wand, and he like it's like that's my wand, 
and like <laughs> drops you down into a pit and you get out and you're like using the wand to turn in different people to uh, get past different areas and uh, oh cool and then you can upgrade each person yeah you can, when you use them and the things you turn into are interesting like that, one's a one's a rat and one's a, a archer lady one's a big buff guy one's a slug one i mean all would be pretty useful one's an egg maybe not the slug you turn into an egg yeah an egg yeah and, and then there's <laughs> when when you turn into them they have little quests for each person to do like a certain amount of attacks yeah, while as a slug do yep. this and it upgrades your overall and then that person's overall Character, like, which gives them more ability so it's like pokemon kind of. a little bit a little bit yeah like you, know, you always have the the guy who can fly yeah mm-hmm. and i seem Far-fetched. to always use the rat the most which sucks because now i'm out of quest the rat and it keeps telling me hey you should probably uh be somebody else like but I don't no wanna, i like the rat i want to be the rat <laughs> Hey, the rat can crawl in the small yeah, places yeah. and eat uh, cheese. Yeah, it's and it's it has graphics kind of like um, "Don't Starve." If anybody's played that, it's weird. I thought it was a lot like um, weird two D top down, not quite top down, but like I thought it was a little bit more like Binding of Isaac. Yeah, a little bit like that. Yeah. Also uh, started Cozy Grove, which Cozy Grove was interesting you're a, a spirit scout and you land on this uh, spirit island and you're uh helping spirits befriending them and bringing back the like life into the world and color and the world grows when you feed this fire spirit logs that you get from doing quests from the people and i i was really getting into it and a couple hours later it's like okay what do i do now and i find out it's uh it's a a daily game because they were like oh you can come back the next day and do this it's like uh, so how do i go to sleep and it's like oh you literally have to come you back literally the next have day. to come back the uh, next day it's like that's not gonna fly with me well no i come back every day oh, okay. and i play for like an so it's hour like or uh two. what is that what's that uh animal, animal crossing animal crossing yeah, yeah it's literally animal crossing but with a better world <laughs> People, somebody uh ah! bethany keeps getting me to try play animal crossing yeah yeah, it's it's like Animal Crossing, but I actually enjoy it, and I like the world. Maybe I should try that game to see if I like Animal Crossing. Yeah, yeah. And then you play Animal Crossing like I like the other game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like what? Uh, I tried out a VR game called The Fisher's Tale, which is another one of those games that deal with uh, perception and size, which I seem to really enjoy. Where you wake up as this fisherman, go through your tasks, and look out the window of this lighthouse. And then one day you wake up and you look out the window and it's you looking at the miniature of you looking out the window. Hmm. So you deal with like you drop you drop items from your world into this miniature because there's a miniature of the lighthouse and you in the lighthouse. So you like drop an item and then it's this huge thing inside your realm. That's pretty cool. And it was a small little fun VR experience, but uh, I would suggest only getting it when it's on sale or if it's free because it wasn't that long. Hmm. Uh, I told you guys about this, but I had a seven days to die renovation. And uh, that's one way to put it. I'm. Uh, <laughs> oh, did you see this? I haven't seen it yet. Oh. I've heard stories. Yeah. I'm yeah. Saying, like, yeah. He said something it's... about it takes up half the town now or something. Yeah. I'm almost half the town. Yeah, uh, Andrew, Andrew, uh, may he rest in peace. Uh, <laughs> Is I acquired him, remember? Every couple of days, 
he'll be like, hold on, let me see. He, he, he was watching me one of the days. He's like, are you serious? I was <laughs> oh, like, no. yes. If Andrew says that, I, oh boy. He, he would text me updates about what Ben was doing. <laughs> and, uh, where is it? I, I've, so I found, uh, because if you're. He, he texted me, he's like, Ben is literally rebuilding the town. And I was like, dude, no way. And then he texted me a couple days later. He's like, he's fixing the sidewalks. <laughs> I was like, what? Like, what do you mean he's fixing the sidewalks? How many podcasts sidewalks? were you listening to? Oh, I've day? gone through so oh many. Oh, my God. But uh, like, like the the garbage on the ground? Yeah, yeah. There's no longer any garbage on the ground. It's, it's all not clean. like a pristine city. It's a pristine. You hear clean. that? Ben will work for free. All the doors the are podcast. all the doors are unlocked. There's no uh, traps or anything in them. All the the roof tiles are all cleaned up. It's oh all, my god! There was a one. Did you rebuild the hospital? There was. I haven't gotten a hospital. Oh, no. There's a building that was burnt out and just like smolders, and it's a new building now. <laughs> So you're literally like going in there. If there's any problem with the floors, new wood floors, new yep. cement walls, yep, new paint, yep. Well, I I tried to keep the paint the same as it was oh before, unless it was like a. a I'm, I'm actually scared way. now. I'm gonna come in there and I'll be like, definitely go. Ben, I'm not. In the, I'm in the wrong town. You're like, no, you're in the right town. Yeah, yeah. This is a clean town. I thought we were playing Seven Days to <laughs> Die. Yeah, Seven Days to Renovate as the, the town. As a server admin, you can unlock cheat modes and. So I could uh, of course. use any of the developer like items so I could actually repair. And then there's a uh, wrench that gets rid of because the like garbage and blood and stuff on the ground is it aren't items. They're they're a texture on the ground. I can take the wrench and turn the texture of the ground beside it that's pristine into that. So it gets rid of like all the plastic bags and stuff that are laying on the ground. That oh, aren't actually goodness. items. You're crazy. Yeah. You're crazy. Yeah, I respect it. I'm insane. It's pretty fun. <laughs> also uh, got more into inscription. I was saying earlier, uh, once you, it's a weird game. Once <laughs> if I, Ben says it's weird, it's probably pretty Once weird. I finally, because I, I did a run where I got a character that I was made sure to pick up a card that would character be a character that you could put down for no money or blood. I got a character that had a lot of attack and defense. And then I got a character that had a really cool special abilities and made my character out of that and then picked him up and used him and then got to the end and finally beat that part. And that's only the first half of the game. Wow. Cause then you find out that there's like a video recording of a guy opening card packs like a youtuber or a twitch twitch person and he opens these old inscription card packs that he got like at a yard sale and one of them uh had already been opened and was resealed and he opened it up and he finds a card that has coordinates and he's like oh these coordinates are close to where i live which i don't know how how anybody would ever know that which was weird but then he goes out into the forest and digs up a floppy disk of course and puts that in and then you can play what he's playing and it turns all of a sudden instead of being the the first person escape room kind of thing where you're playing the card game it's a 2d like final fantasy game where you're going around 
Oh, that's wild. And, and it gets like the, the graphics degrade even more. So it's like NES yeah, graphics. Of course. And you're going and instead of uh, collecting cards in a, um, a rogue light, it's you have a pack and you fight. You choose. You, there's like you can be a robot, magician, forest guy or something else. And then you, Forest you, guy, you, yeah, classic RPG he, character. He's the guy that you were fighting in the original part of the game. Oh, you can choose to be him or or somebody else. Wait, is this part of the main progression of the game? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's not like a side quest. No, this is and That's and crazy. and then it becomes building up a a deck instead of going through roguelike runs. You're actually building up a deck. Yeah, it's an going insane and uh, doing missions for people and then like battling those people after you do a mission for it turns into Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah. But it's it's bizarre how much it changed, but wow. it's a lot of fun. That sounds really That sounds like the video game equivalent of like a prog rock song where it's like 12 minutes and changes genres like in the middle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. But uh, that's 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 uh, all the the stuff I've slogged. That's through that's it. That's all you played over the weeks. <laughs> I think you played more games in this whatever few weeks span that I probably play in like two years. <laughs> I was going through them and I was like, Oh, that looks interesting. I should start playing more different games. There's and, a game, uh, EA made. Cause no, I'm kidding. Um, uh, well, we won't talk about them, but we'll, we'll talk about some other games, uh, or game companies that, that got, may have been acquired, uh, acquired yeah. in, uh, in the next section. Yeah. Hi. To acquisitions, acquisitions are us. Acquisitions, act, 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 activations, activations are us. Yes, the last month is that what you're referring? So uh, yeah, in this last month, there has been some acquirements of <laughs> companies, to say the least, uh, in the billions of dollars spent. And uh, I thought we would just, you know, discuss about our thoughts on the act. Was it like sixty-eight billion for sixty-eight point seven? Sixty-eight point seven billion for billion for uh, Activision Blizzard from Xbox, Microsoft, yeah. And and in the past they had done seven seven billion for Zenimax and Bethesda, yeah. and then Sony just oh, uh, Activision Blizzard and King, the uh, mobile mobile juggernaut, mobile game juggernaut. Oh, that also creators of Candy Crush. Acquired by Microsoft? Mm-hmm. Oh. Well, they, they're part of Activision Blizzard. Yeah, they're part of Activision Blizzard. Well, uh, I heard that one of the guys that worked on 2042 worked on Candy Crush, so... Makes sense. Maybe he should work on Candy uh, Crush and, again. And then Sony bought... Uh, Bungie. Bungie. for $3 billion. Chump change. Yeah. And then... And then <laughs> $3.6 uh, billion. $3.6 billion. And then the New York Times bought uh, Wordle. So. The New York Times bought it. Yeah. Oh. So now they they acquired Wordle, and uh, that's what I mainly want to talk about is our thoughts on Wordle and New York Times buying them. <laughs> what is Wordle? I don't even I know what that is. Wordle. <laughs> it's the big thing everyone. Yeah. Played. It's um, it's an old. What is it? It's based off. There was an old game. I'm trying to remember of it. It was uh, it's kind of like Boggle, but different. So basically, 
it's a certain amount of letters. Five. And it's always a five you guess, word. You guess a word, and then it, it tells you if a letter is right, if it's right in the right or right in the right place. Like green, if it's right in the right place. Yellow, if it's a letter that's in the word, but, but not, not in the, the right place. place. And you're trying to guess what the word is. So it's the new Sudoku. Yeah, I kind of. And yeah. then it has an ingenious way of people being able to share how they did because it's just the colors. Like it never, it, 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 so you can share like on Twitter or Facebook. Yeah, or you like three out of six yeah. and it shows you how. And it just shows you the colors, not the actual word. Oh, okay. Interesting. So like then if they get the word, they won't know Yeah, what it was. Well, they can show you how well they did themselves, but not actually show the word. That makes sense. Yeah. You mean uh, like stats? Yeah, kind of player like stats. Yeah, player stats. So yeah, you want to talk about the New York yeah, Times the, Wordle? The New York Times Wordle. That was the big one. That was the big purchase. <laughs> that was probably the biggest purchase of all. How much was that month. acquisition? I don't know. It was probably thousands. Wow, thousand dollars, <laughs> crazy. I mean, the New York Times is probably swimming in money. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it looks like this. Oh, okay. That's actually how I imagined yeah. it. So. Yeah. Cool. Uh, what do we think about uh, the acquisitions of, first off, uh, Microsoft owning all that? Well, I think when I initially heard about it, I was like, oh, you know, I was a little worried. I was ha- So it's a weird thing of I'm happy, but then also worried. I don't want any one company to own a bunch of things. Right. Disney. Um, yeah, right. Uh, but where Activision was at with their leadership and where like their games have been going as of, if you told me this eight years ago, Oh yeah. I would be like, why they're killing it with overwatch. And I was like, wait, when, like, when COD was actually good. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. And COD. And then, but like now they've just like Activision blizzard, all of it has fallen from grace of call of duty and even overwatch and Diablo and all these things. And it's like, I like Phil Spencer a lot, and I think he's shown Agreed. that taking over Xbox after Xbox One and where they've been since it's is like night and day difference. Yes, yeah, like he's trying to do right. You know, what was I'm Game saying? Pass his thing? Or it started with him. Okay. Yeah, um, genius. Yeah, just so I'm happy for the people there of getting this new leadership and doing all this stuff. It's always a bummer when you get. Uh, console war stuff these people are mm-hmm. dumb all this everything i still stand by i mean i think since they've come out and saying that call of duty will be out on all platforms yeah. which i think that's oh they did confirm that yeah, yeah. you, yeah. okay. you, you kind of have to do feature. that so to speak but yeah in my personal opinion it switched so two things first my overall thought on it changed when i found out that activision went to microsoft yeah and said we and wasn't are, Microsoft trying to yeah buy and Microsoft it. wasn't trying to get it as opposed to Microsoft was trying to get Bethesda mm. yeah like that was like they for to, Zenimax they were trying Zenimax to, was not worth that no. much and Microsoft yeah was Microsoft like, hey, went we after you. Activision's like hey you guys interested and they're like well you know so that that actually changed my opinion a little bit than them just like being money grabbing <laughs> they must have been really it. in a bad place right? to uh, be like we're gonna seek out someone to buy us yeah so Ben will you buy me. Well, I mean, when they saw what they paid for Bethesda, they're like, mm, maybe we yeah. can well, money, you money, know, money. Microsoft, they, they do some stuff with computers. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> uh, but I still stand by, like, Spider-Man being console exclusive rubs me more of a wrong way than uh, 
Call of Duty or Hellblade or because these are entities created within video game universes. Whereas Spider Man is a character that exceed that it, it his reaches it's beyond mainstream appeal video right. games. That's why when I I'm so excited for the next Wolverine game. But if you don't have a PlayStation, that's kind of a bummer. Like mm-hmm. if you're a diehard Wolverine fan, right. but you've always played Xbox, that's a that's a little bit of a bummer. The you know only what I'm counter saying? to that is, I would take uh, Spider-Man exclusive way more than Avengers on all the platforms. Oh, y- y- if you're saying yeah, the qual- I mean quality is always yeah, the quality yes. is because they are just one in, specific kind of box. In my world, Insomniac still does Spider-Man. It's just it's playable on but would everywhere. It play as well or look no, as good. No, I mean, that's mean, that's a, I think that's an interesting question to ask for, uh, for yeah. sure. Um but that that's that's when I go exclusivity is a bummer. I still mm. get it and I yeah. understand it. And the quality of those games are so high. Like be, Last of Us being exclusive is that's fine. That's whatever. Or Uncharted. Like those are great games and people because should play just, them. They're just just in video, video game. games. I like see. if someone like if a Star Wars game came out and it was just console exclusive. Either way, just console exclusive. Mm. That would be a bummer. Just because people may only play. It's like as if uh, like for a long time the only real way to play MLB games was PlayStation. And that's a bummer, like because yeah. baseball is it's bigger than just the consoles, and then and now especially you can play in- MLB being the only really good one. Yes, out there. I exactly. still feel that way about Final Fantasy, even the though newest I, one. Well, just they've all been. Uh, well, that's true. They eventually you I can think, play fourteen on Xbox. Yeah, like they eventually come to Xbox. 15, I feel like, sorry. and I understand the history with Final Fantasy when they moved from Nintendo to Sony, and they have a little bit of history there. But I'm still like I haven't played remake because I don't have a PlayStation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that is. But the oh, the other cool thing with Sony buying Bungie is like someone you know. Can you imagine 15 years ago telling someone the people who made Halo are now owned by Sony, but the people who made Crash Bandicoot and Spyro are now owned yeah. by Microsoft? Yeah. And you'd be like, what weird world do <laughs> I exist in? Well, the people that own the own, IP, because yeah, the own people IP. who created yeah. those are Naughty Dog. Yeah. But I mean, Destiny. I associate. I I know it's on consoles, but I I played it on PC. I I don't know if most players play it on PC. It, it yeah. actually was really big on Sony. Like, yeah, they had the oh, exclusives okay. for and Destiny that, Two. That had to do with the fact that PS4 was sold so much better than Xbox. Xbox One. Um, but literally a couple of months ago, Destiny Two came to Game Pass, and their DLC right. up to all that point, DLC, yeah. all their DLC up to that point came to Game Pass oh, as well. So it's again, Destiny is one of Destiny's so big now across all platforms. There's another like, from my understanding, the Sony buying them is they're almost using them for the IP for films, and then a a peak. I think I think they're securing them for future endeavors and just yeah having ownership I, over even though they let everybody else play it yeah being the owner of that is pretty big yeah I, I, for them it's where is where like some people may have felt that sony bought bungie to make destiny exclusive instead i i feel they bought it for the uh, the movies and then also they want to do live service games, mm-hmm. and they go, "Who's making arguably the best live service game yeah. out there?" Well, that's so they, like they that's kind of yeah. They want that talent live and game yeah. Over the next couple so of years. that was the that Ooh, was gross. the bungee. Which again, like 
it's one of those things where you like you don't want to pick sides or console wars, but there definitely is a feel of like you feel better about what Xbox is doing than what yeah. Sony is doing, especially in when certain that, areas. When Phil Spencer brought up that he's like digging through the IP that Activision Blizzard owns, and it's like, uh, not Hexen, and like bringing up all these games, like oh, that'd be so awesome. But but then also like splitting back yep. up the teams, and yeah, Raven they probably won't be doing Call of Duty and a couple of these other companies that have been forced to do Call of Duty. They're taking off, and I guess Call of Duty may not even be like yearly. I now. hope it's not. They already announced the next Call of Duty is from Infinity War, and it's a sequel to Modern Warfare. So, <sighs> which is the most popular? Yeah, yeah. it is I mean, of the last three years. Yeah, yeah. and it'll That's, get which yeah get companies to actually do what they want to do. Yeah. And well, when you say splitting up the teams, is that what you mean? Like, like well, is... what happened with Activision is Raven used to do other games like raven if i'm correct me if i'm wrong ben they did the wolverine game yep didn't they so uh, the yes based on the movie loosely loosely it was wolverine origins Wait, which, but oh. it barely followed but the, it barely <laughs> it followed it really the good. game was rad oh, yeah. God. the game was really rad <laughs> it did not follow the movie okay at good all. good these <laughs> basically what activision did was call of duty butters our bread now we're going to make all our companies work on call of duty yeah. so that way we have yearly call of duties and yes. we have five studios so new studios working on it and they have the full five-year cycle but we can keep releasing it yearly because it's a different studio whereas from my understanding what it seems like is microsoft is going to go like no we're going to be okay releasing having two teams work on call of duty and releasing one every three years or two years that'd be great and then letting the other companies in there that were, used to be able to do other stuff that do other were stuff. forced on to call of duty now they can branch out and do other yeah, imagine those teams doing like a new hexen or heretic yeah old, well and i've always i've always games. been of the belief that call of duty should be infinity ward and Treyarch, and that's it mm -hmm. like and, everybody else go do other stuff. yeah and with game pass having those under the radar style games is even is better than just a company out on its own making a game it doesn't sell and Activision going what the crap go make Call of Duty because that's what that's <laughs> yeah. what makes us money or Microsoft can go like we still do. get Microsoft now can go we have Halo we have Call of Duty we have you know what I'm World saying of we, Warcraft. Have, we have we have we have all this stuff that makes us money yeah go make what you want to make and we can like we can get goodwill kind of brought into us where it feels like it's the opposite Sony buying Bungie, which is a big deal, some of the things that have come out after it, it feels like it's going the opposite direction of, let's make live service games. Let's do all this. Like, wait, Sony, stop. You were doing the best thing. of You were making incredible yeah. games. Double down. Yeah, on don't become EA. Yeah. Like, when they said in the next, what, five or six years, they want 10, I guarantee eight, seven or eight of those will fail. Yeah, for will sure. Will be anthems. But they don't care because Ugh. if one or two of them hit, then it, yeah. it's worth it. And it's so depressing. Very sad. Well, and very the difference depressing. too, I think, is Activision Blizzard was kind of fledgling. I mean, fledgling, you know, Call of Duty is still Call of Duty. But Bungie is much more in a position of power when they bought them than Activision Blizzard. Like Activision Blizzard's like, where's the new Diablo? Where's the new Warcraft? Where's the new Starcraft? Where's the new... You know, why is Call of Duty suck every year? Mm -hmm. So I. Yeah, and I guess it comes down to like. Phil Spencer, I'm I'm more confident in him than maybe what whatever Bungie and uh, Sony is going to be doing. 
Yeah, and hopefully they let Bungie keep doing what they're doing because yeah. when Bungie broke well, away from Activision, their, their their contract is that they have full control over everything. Yeah, good. Okay, and, as and they that's, should, and that's that's where you want to be, and it makes sense. As that Sony's the, Sony's just raking in the money. Yeah, exactly. And I'm sure Bungie was like, well, obviously we have to be in control because mm-hmm. because the they've yeah. they've done this two times now. Yeah. Yeah. They've had celebrations and plaques on their walls in their building, <laughs> getting away from these two different people yeah. that own them. Yeah, and and it's this it's the same thing with uh, Xbox. The exciting thing is that a PC company bought a company that had a lot of PC blood in it with Blizzard and everything that they're and responsible Bethesda. for. Yeah, and yeah, Bethesda, Bethesda like they they bought heavy PC origin. That's that that buyout games. made so much sense because they were so. And unanimous, unanimous with Xbox, anyways. Mm-hmm. Like nobody thought that PlayStation would be the Bethesda yeah, machine. Yeah. It always ran the worst on. Which the is Sony funny because machines. One of the last Bethesda released games was a Sony exclusive in Deathloop. Yep. Oh, that was Bethesda. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was the, uh, the greatest game Arcane. ever made. Arcane. Yeah, it was the Arcane team. They uh, did Dishonored. Yeah, it's interesting though. I'm I'm kind of in agreement with the not um. Monopoly, but there's another word where there's like only a few players. Mm-hmm. Olab, Olab, something. Not oligarch. No, oligarchy. Uh, Starts with an O, but it's like, oh, it it implies it's like uh, with internet where it's like Comcast, CenturyLink, and like that's it. <laughs> you know, um, there's a little worry about that, I guess, because I I too worry about, um, you know, like I make a comparison to Disney. Uh, oligopoly. Yeah. Oligopoly. Yeah. Oligopoly, because you know Disney now. It's like Monopoly, but olig- yeah. ol- oligarchy and Monopoly were a word together. All ol- well, yeah, because because it's like Olive just a, a few people control it's, it's everything. The Olive, Garden. Olive Garden, bingo. I haven't been to Olive Garden in a while, actually. Yeah, me neither. Well, when you're there, you're family. Yeah, so that's true. Um, and Fast and Furious, and it's family. It's all about. That's family. true. When I'm there, family. I'm Italian. Family, 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 family. That's such a great, creepy video. I Have saw, you seen that video? No, all the guys that look like Vin Diesel and they're just saying family, <laughs> family, 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 family. family. Yeah, family. It's great. I was at a stoplight the other day and there was like three Dodge Challengers, I think. And they must have been in a group because they had like the same paint on their car. And I was like, is that the Fast and Furious gang? Yeah, right. Like, what are no, they doing? You know what was really popular in the army is everyone bought a Mustang. Nice. Everyone had a Ford Mustang. So you know that like that that engine in the Mustangs or the Challengers that pop out of the hood. Yeah. Imagine that in a Nabu Starfighter. <laughs> oh no. And it, Robert so, Rodriguez, everybody. So well, it. Uh, I mean, obviously the show was already shot and filmed or whatever, but it felt like. Let me guess. Tell me if I'm wrong or not, or or maybe not if it's too much of a, a spoiler. The uh, cast a crew of characters that people were frustrated with early Power on Rangers. in this season. Power the Power Rangers. Rangers. Every every time. Uh, Not even just at the beginning. Every time they showed up. Oh, much. that's exactly what I was going to say. Let me guess. They show up again and they yeah. become actual characters. <laughs> well, not actual characters, but uh, reoccurring characters. Yes, reoccurring. Yes. That's unfortunate. Yeah. It was probably the worst part of the show. Well, to the point where we were watching the finale, I was like, "Blow up the bike, blow up the bike, blow up the bike," <laughs> and then like when one of the when one of the kids got like blasted, I was like, "Yes, yes. kill him, kill him, yeah, yeah. Like, do it, him. do it, get him." Uh, but you know that's gonna be a spinoff or something. Oh God, I hope so, not. All right, I need to see your guys' 
faces for something. Okay. I saw a meme uh, on the internet or the person was talking about who was the villain of Boba Fett this, mm-hmm. this season. Mm-hmm. And the person said the evil Sarlacc pit. Okay, all right, that makes sense. I think they're just making a play on the words of the Sarlacc pet is what first killed all, Boba in the first place. I don't think the but... Sarlacc pit is evil. He's just hungry. Yeah, yeah man, like, I'm with you. Like, what would you do if you were stuck I, in I the middle of I was mainly confused desert? about calling it an evil Sarlacc pit. Not so he's much. He's just hungry. It's just a Sarlacc like, pit. And he wasn't trying to eat Boba. Boba just fell in there. Yeah, that's yeah. a good point. And he was trying to eat Lando, though. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Grabbed his... <laughs> Freaking love Billy D. Williams. Yeah, Billy D. Williams. Um, great. Yeah. Uh, closing question. Yeah. Yes. What's a game that's wrong to you? What's wrong? Wrong to you. Uh, can you like, can you give me an example? Oh, come on. Oh well, a big one is Kevin. Twenty forty two. Twenty forty two. Well, it, it's yeah. Dice. The biggest betrayal is dice because it feels like they just stabbed me in the back and stabbed everybody in the back. I'm trying to think of just like a game that wronged me. Yeah. Um, I would say ruined your life, but there's games that people loved that ruined their life. Do you say now you're not talking about ruined life because I played too much of it? Yeah. You are talking about that? No, no, no. Oh, you're, so you're not, saying like a game ruined. sucked. Yeah. A game that ruined uh, you. To an extent, Final Fantasy 14, because it wasn't. I thought I loved 11 oh, I so know. much I was going to jump off it, and then I just didn't like the direction they took, even though I'm happy with all the success they're having Mm because the passion is there. It's just not my type of game. Uh, It's Madden for me. The newest Madden of just, Oh yeah. (laughs) Don't pee on me and tell me it's raining. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) And that's kind of what they've been doing. So they did this thing where they said, Hey, Madden uh, 20 came out. And they're like, hey, fix Madden franchise. This is the same Madden franchise that's been in this game. It actually got worse five years before it. And then they started removing stuff out of it as they hit in these next gen, next gen thing. It's like, this is the same. It's just, an, it really is what people wanted to say. It's just a roster update with updated graphics. And they said, fix Madden franchise, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, all right, we hear you. But it's too late. We can't do anything about Madden 21 because we're a yearly thing. So people played Madden 21 almost like a, if people did get it, they knew they said, this is the last of, it's very similar to Madden 20. That's okay. And they, Madden, they, they trust that. Th- that was their hope, right? <laughs> They're Madden 20, because then they, they released some updates to Madden 21. You went, okay, I see what you're trying to do here. If you given a full dev cycle of the year or whatever let's see what you can do and they started talking about what they were putting in the game with like scouting updates and some of this other stuff and you go yes this is what we want right the game comes out and they do have like coaching trees and some of this other stuff very vanilla bare bones but at least it's going in the right direction but the big thing was okay scouting update but then they come out and they go well you have to restart your franchise to use this the scouting update hey this game released in august they don't release the scouting update until October. And you had this, you you, yeah. were, you were conflicted if you should get it. Exactly. Or not. And I'm just like, what are we doing here? And it, that's never been a thing before. Mm. All their updates have ever been, they just apply to your existing franchise. So now you're asking people to wait all this time, but they said, don't worry about it. We're doing three major franchise updates in Madden 22. They've done one. 
And then a rumor came out that they canceled the two updates. Yikes. And then EA came out and said, no, 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 we're doing both of them, but they're coming in the new year. It's now February, and they haven't said anything Indeed. about the second update. For, you can totally not, trust to EA. date To date this, the Super Bowl is tomorrow. It is. That is the What's last that? game. I'll kill you. Uh, that is the last game of the like NFL football season. And you're telling me that we're only a, a third of the way through the updates to your franchise mode? What does that say about the next Madden? What does that say about all this? Especially because John Madden died this year. He passed away this year. Mm. So that next Madden is going to be huge on it. But you're still promising me two updates. Where are they? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Everything it, you're saying is exactly <laughs> like it, the way I feel about 20 It's just... It, it becomes frustrating. And the really the cherry on top was... When people were coming out and said, the thing that sucks about it is like, it's the Battlefield 2042 thing. All this stuff worked in Madden 20 and Madden 21. Right. It's now not working in Madden 22. Community files. Every time you you end the first, every time you go from uh, the draft into the next off season, the game kicks you out of the screen and you have to restart the franchise to go from the off. It happens every single time like this. And then when people were just like, this is a problem. They're reaching out to these people. But yet you still, they've, they did a major update in October. They've done title updates in November. They did two in November. They did two in December. They did two in January that were gameplay fixes and ultimate team fixes. And ultimate team is their pack one. You spend games, you get card packs, and that's where they make a lot of the money. And the person came out, literally came out and said, well, we're making a ton of money from ultimate team and we don't make money from franchise and there's more people playing ultimate yep. team. Yep. So that's where we money dedicate counts. our fix fixes to. Yep. And you go, don't you think maybe more people would play franchise if you fixed franchise? Because so many people love to like watch franchise rebuilds on YouTube and do all this stuff. But now like no one can do it anymore because like the people I followed before for years, I've been following people who did Madden franchise rebuilds on YouTube since like 2016 and uh it's been a while right and every new year they start a new franchise and they do it it's a big thing this year they were hampered because they couldn't start a franchise in august because of the scouting update in october so they 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 try to do like these random different things then finally october came around they could start their franchise and literally of the three people i like who are madden guys two of them don't even play the game anymore they do man they do the franchise rebuild but they let the game play itself because they hate the gameplay so much they can't play the game they just rebuild the game and then watch the game on there it's like well what's the po- the reason why i play madden is it's my only avenue of playing football because i don't i'm not in a league or like coaching's great and seeing kids play and like i love doing all that and i love watching football but guess what tomorrow once the game's over i'm gonna be very depressed because i'm not gonna have because the rams are gonna win i actually Uh, want the rams to win for for tomorrow there's a reason behind that like i think a legitimate reason behind it um (laughs) you hate i would be i would be happy if the Bengals won i wouldn't be mad about it but if i had to choose i have a a significant reason for picking that's fair the rams in this case i just hate la yeah, well, see, I, I, that's fine. That Lakers I, are the worst enemy of the state. Yeah, that that I that I completely <laughs> understand. But what I do from February until June, right when 
high school football starts up and coaching and everything like that, and then slowly thereafter the NFL will pick up in the August. You for use those franchise, uh, you play Madden franchise. That's the only football you got, man. That's it. That's it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But now it's like you know these people don't even play it, and it's just so sad and disappointing, and oh, it's just frustrating. That that game yeah. wronged me. That game is wrong. I, but you know what's I sad? Is I'm still going to play it. Yeah, that's the thing I know. Sad, I'm still going to see you on it. I'm st- All I can I say is that it, don't man. be sad. This is just how it works out. So that's, yeah. that's it's just, because it's it's my 2042 only, me. It's my only, and the thing is, it's my only simulation football. Uh-huh. It's the only simulation yeah. football. It, you know, in you know early 2000s, you had NFL 2K, you had game day. You had different games that were simulation style. But this is the only simulation football game you can play. Up to this point, you didn't even get arcade style, but now there's going to be new arcade. Is that because of like and... some licensing with the Yeah, NFL? because EA oh. owns the uh, NFL licensing. <sighs> so. Yep. And right. that, w- that was up this year, and they renewed it for like another five or six well, years. Well, because the NFL, now, like, they're probably just like, whatever. But to, to put Play the Band-Aid them, over it, it, gets it, it gets some money. Yeah. To put the oh. Band-Aid over it, they're allowing other companies to make arcade style football games but the thing is is madden is an arcade game with all the inter- new modes they introduce like the yard and all this stuff it's like three on three here's they just released a nickelodeon pack where you can have like rugrats on slime the field and do all Actually, this stuff kind of fun yeah it's a fun arcade style thing but you're a simulation football right. game the bread and butter yeah Exactly. Either make a simulation football game or make your arcade game. I'm Making okay. Making me sneeze. I, one of my favorite games of all time is NFL Street 2. It's an arcade style football game. I remember that game. Like mine was, I, mine I, was Blitz. Yeah, see, Blitz is, those games are awesome, but they're gone now. Mm-hmm. So now the only game you can play, like the literally the only other football games you can play are uh, the Warhammer uh, football games, which are tabletop style. Oh, there's a Warhammer game for everything. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah. Uh, is there Warhammer mutant, chess? Mutant, mutant Football League, I want to say. Murder Bowl. It's something like Murder that. Murder Bowl. Yeah, Blood Bowl. Blood there Bowl. There it is. Blood, Blood Bowl. Bowl. Yeah, Because there was a Mutant League football yeah, back mutant league. Yeah, Mutant League And then there football. was comic-based, not comic, a cartoon based off of it that I vaguely remember and being entranced by it, but the parents wouldn't let me because it was hyper-violent. Yep, very bloody. violent. Yeah. I, I have a question for you guys, but Ben. Uh, Andrews would be um, <laughs> Spider-Man in Avengers game. <laughs> yeah. Dynasty Warriors 9. <laughs> Mine would be uh, every attempt at a Deus Ex game after <laughs> the first one. I, I was going to guess Deus Ex. I was like, hmm, wh- which one would That's be sad, that? sad, man. I'm sorry. Um, because the topic of this week is acquisitions, do you think it would be a good thing if EA was acquired by somebody? The only person, no, who, the only person who could buy EA is Microsoft. Either Microsoft or Tencent. That would be weird. Or Tencent. And yeah. I don't want Tencent. Tencent's got their like. There's a a graphic that shows the last like purchases and who owns what. And there's four. I want to say there's four big people who own everything. It's EA. It's Microsoft. It's Tencent. And it's Sony. Sony. And that's that's the four big. But ironically, what about uh, Ubisoft? The like, <laughs> not not how much they own, but the biggest uh, in games is Tencent, Sony. Nintendo and then Microsoft's like at the bottom. Yeah, which I I added because they have way more money than everybody else, but they they're in games they're not as unanimous. Yeah, and I had a, a chat with you. I was kind of surprised because I thought for sure Microsoft in games would be bigger after the purchase, but Sony is still bigger somehow because Europe. Yeah, and and you explained to me that Xbox and it makes a lot of sense. Like I remember when 
Final Fantasy XI was released on Xbox 360, like it didn't do well in Japan because nobody had Xbox 360. It was a PC, PS2 mm-hmm. world. That's And that's where it is, is that your console is PlayStation and you have a PC. Right. Where in America it's different is like you have an Xbox and a PC. Which, and a PlayStation. It's, have, it's funny to me. You be- have all of them. Yeah. Well, it's funny to me because like it makes so much more sense to me to have Xbox and PC because of Game Pass. Now, like, yes, but Windows. that hasn't always been. Yeah. Like to me, having a Sony PlayStation, even back in the day, had nothing to do with me having a PC. Like there was no reason I played Final Fantasy VII on PlayStation and then I played. Well, now it would actually be more sense to have a PlayStation and a PC. Because you were doing. Because you can have all of Xbox games on PC and then have a Sony PlayStation. Yeah, so you're you're covered your bases by those two things. I think yeah, that's true. What I would probably do is I would just have uh Microsoft buy Respawn and then I would push the rest of EA off a cliff. <laughs> <laughs> you you suggested that and it's like I don't think you can buy a company out from It's got to be a way. Company. Come on, Vince. Figure it out. Yeah, man. That's sad. But Respawn already announced uh a sequel to the Star Wars game. Thank and goodness. A, order. Are they making the first person shooter one? Yes, they're making all three. Yes. Of okay. Thank goodness, because I don't want dice anywhere near Star Wars after 2042. Yeah, they're also doing uh, a um, uh, XCOM. XCOM style. XCOM style, Star Wars yep. game. And that I'm like, Ninjino Nibo Solo. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> What's that name of that guy? Um... He had a weird name. Yeah, it starts. I think just it starts in an S. Uh, Salacious Crumb. Yeah, Salacious Crumb. There we go. <laughs> yeah, I remember yeah. seeing them uh, roasting one of those things. In, yeah. in Mandalorian season one, it's like, oh hey. yeah, I know. <laughs> I like how also in Boba, like the the stormtrooper helmets are still on the pikes. Because yep, yep. you know why not? Well, All right. With that. All right. Well, see you next time. Yeah. Wait, you didn't press record. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>